Hi, good morning and welcome to Friday's edition of the Estate Agents podcast. And uh, myself, Stephen and Luke are once again together. Good morning, boys. Morning. Good morning. All good, thank you. And um, we've actually listened to some feedback from our listeners who say that whilst... um, Whilst they appreciate some of the uh, world-class guests that we have on the show, um, it was Richard Morris, actually, who said that some of the episodes he enjoys most are the ones, guys, where we are just chatting, reflecting, and um, discussing, obviously, the industry. And so what we thought today is that we would reflect on the guests that we've had on this year so far for Kickstart and what we've learnt and if there are any salient points. Luke? Yeah, so definitely. Um, I've really enjoyed the kickstart. Obviously, I wasn't able to be with you on your uh, premiere uh, that you did on New Year's Day or the day after New Year's Day. Um, But certainly got some good tips. Um, I suppose my first one um, that I particularly enjoyed, and and I like Tom in general anyway, I think his training's excellent, but is the savers. uh, kind of technique for that morning routine um, and uh, so on Friday um, uh, I wasn't particularly well so I thought I'd take the opportunity to try and make sure I can try and plan my mornings so um, so obviously with the savers we've got the silence we've got the affirmations we've got the visualization the exercise the reading and then describing the um, and some so some of my my silence now so I've got now a routine of silence so I actually take the dog for a walk but I don't listen to anything um I don't take my phone with me I take put my watch on so it can count my steps and that helps towards the exercise goal um but that's that's me starting my my kind of silence routine and and it's been really really beneficial it gives you that me time to actually think clearly and you come back foot bursting of energy and ready ready for the day but also full of ideas about things that you want to do so that that was that and um, uh, the one that we had with Sean Newman. Um, obviously, everyone knows Sean, and he's uh, he's a bit of a, a fitness freak, but his energy levels are off are off the scale, and and I'd put a lot of that down to his exercise and his passion for the industry. Um, but getting a personal trainer um, and having those dates locked in your diary. So I have a personal trainer twice a week, uh, on a Monday and a Thursday, and if I didn't have that. I would find an excuse not to go. I've got, I've got, can I just jump in there? So exercise, I mean, I think there was a common theme coming along um, for quite a few of them and definitely a lot was the exercise and also having an accountability partner. Now, when I, when I go to the gym in the morning, um, three mornings a week, if our diary permits, um steve wayne of benjamin stevens and i will go on a cross trainer or we go for a run together and um last week we really pushed each other um on the cross trainer by having 30 30 second interval spells just to see who can go the fastest um and we were both pushing each other and pushing each other to go more and more um I felt knackered after, truthfully, but um, it was great that I had somebody there to push it. Um, And if I don't, I actually look at the person who's running or on the cross trainer next to me and I see how fast they're pushing themselves. So I thought, right, you know, for 30 seconds, I'm going to go to that level. 
Um, so I did eat too much over Christmas. I had too many sweets, I had too much chocolate, I had too much crisps. Um, so, you know, it's something that I need to get back to do. And I think having an accountability partner, whether it's um, exercise, whether it's for business, um, I think it's really, really important, you know, and we, I think we discussed it um, when Andy and I were together about the importance of having a coach and we went through the, you know, the different coaches out there, different trainers out there, or, you know, if that's something that you can't afford, go and, um, you know, go and have a conversation with a, a peer partner. You know, I know there's some people in mastermind groups, um, just hold, get somebody to hold you accountable, Luke. Yeah, I, I think that's um, a really uh, poignant topic because it's not just about the exercise. And you mentioned about having someone in business that's an accountability partner. So, uh, again, there may be business owners listening to this, office managers, negotiators. doesn't matter where you are within within the team. You can all help to benefit from an accountability partner. And if that's whether or not you meet up once a month for a coffee you do it over FaceTime, um, just a quick phone call, um, even if it's just exchanging messages on a daily basis, just to kind of egg each other on, like in the scenario of you with the exercise machine, you kind of, well, I've just tied another sale up, well, I've just tied another sale up, and I've just got 101% of asking price. That So you're kind of egging each other on. But also you could do that within your own environment, whether or not you install things like Slack or you have WhatsApp for business. Uh, Facebook, I think, does a, a which I know Michael Nettleton, not dating i think he uses a system from facebook where you can just help egg each other on and, and just spur them on but that whole accountability partner when it's in business is is huge because sometimes you feel like you're the only one that is in this situation and you'll find that there's probably tens of thousands of agents up and down the country that have been in the same i've just lost one because of this fee well you're not going to be the only one that's lost it because of because of this fee or because you haven't done this but someone else will be able to be there to, to help you so i think just just reach out and this doesn't need to cost any money so there's lots of facebook groups and just say look do you mind if we buddy up i think we did this as one of our kickstarts 2019 about buddying so just buddy up with people yeah, guys, one of the ones that um, I think resonates with me is we've had some really high profile guests on this show and we've, we, you know, we've been really fortunate as to how the podcast has been received um, and, and you know, delivered consistently. And I think one of the clear messages from everybody that we've spoken to this year, um, both uh, on air and off air, is have a plan. Um, now, I don't think it's any secret that with um, you know, so many industry greats, all, all coming uh, and sharing the same message. I think that really resonated with me. Um, have a plan within the business, whether that be your end goal, whether it be broken down daily, weekly, monthly. Um, but every single person we've spoken to has said, have a plan, have some structure. But um, I, I really liked uh, Troy Malcolm, uh, think bigger and have extreme standards. I thought that's that's really good advice. I think sometimes... You know, myself and Stephen had this conversation um, over Christmas. Sometimes, you know, for me, uh, my office is, has consistently performed at pretty much the same level. And, and Stephen said, why do you think that is? And I've said, look, you know, we're in a town that I think we're pretty much at capacity. Um, and Stephen's reply was, well, go to your neighboring villages, think bigger, have a plan um, and, and, and execute it. You know, if you've done X thousand pounds turnover in a year, um, what would that look like if you added 50,000 to it and, and what villages and what towns would you have to go to to increase your revenue um, by 50,000? 
yeah um and uh, and i really like that what you said there um Andy. and on my walk this morning actually with the dog where you talk about um fifty thousand pounds then uh i'm trying to recall which which one it was this week i think it was uh sean newman or it might have been ian watkin possibly uh, ian watkin um but ian and it was about then break that down so what does that mean that you've got to do so that fifty thousand pounds over the course of the year is that one extra sale a month yeah, definitely. So if you know, for for me, I think the average fee is about three thousand six hundred pounds. Average value is about one hundred ninety thousand. So to generate fifty in fees, I'd really need to be putting probably sixty in the pipeline to account for aborted transactions to get sixty. Break that down. How many instructions? How many valuations is that? And on a daily basis or a weekly basis, does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Um, you know, instead of booking five appraisals, maybe I'll need to book seven appraisals to generate that. And, and, you know, just really unpacking daily, weekly, monthly, what I'd need to do to venture into those villages or those, those sort of areas that are periphery to my core IP24 market to be able to achieve that. And does that then not give you and your team then the clarity of knowing what your purpose is? so absolutely i think you've got catherine in your office yeah um, catherine down so then, and becky so catherine down and becky in this scenario would then clearly know well to get this extra fifty thousand pounds you've got to do x y x y and z on a weekly monthly daily basis whatever it works out rather than having this just go, and apologies it was mike day that mentioned about it how do you eat an elephant whole one bite at a time so breaking that down into different into daily manageable tasks yeah, I think it gives them a path, it gives them direction, and it gives them clarity. Well, then you've also got an outcome every day, so you can break it down, right? Today, our outcome and our activity is we all need to get one extra market appraisal each. How are we going to do that? What do we need to do in order to do that? So, you know, again, just piggybacking on that, and I do want to come back on something that Ian White said about fees, but Sean said about introducing yourself to sellers. So with properties on the market, um, you know, so think if you want to go into your neighboring villages or, you know, if you can just get an extra hundred pounds on your fees, um, that's going to make a difference as well. And that's an easy way of getting additional income in um, looking at that. But introduce yourself to everybody who's selling with properties on the market in your area that have been on for well, actually, it doesn't have to be, even if they've just come onto the market. So again, what's your plan and what are you doing to add value? Because not every sale, not every sale is going to happen. Um, you know, as we as we know, you know, one one in three sales fall through. So the chances are, if you're there, you're adding value, you're going to get something. But if you're consistently not doing it, you know, and I think um, Luke, you you touched on this before about the gym and the personal trainer. Mm. Um, you know, you scheduled it in your diary now to go on a, on a Monday and on a Thursday to have a personal trainer, you know, and we're yeah. talking off air and said, and you said, look, if you didn't do that, actually you wouldn't do it. So no, it's no just, you know, so it's just like, you know, we talk about you going on the market appraisal. We talk about you going on a viewing, you know, I consistently talk about you, um, doing your prospecting, you schedule it in your diary and you get it done. And likewise, if one of your routines is going to be introducing yourself to sellers, and it may be, you know, if we break it down, if you're not doing it at all now, go and do one. Just go and do one. That's the yeah. start. 
and it's going to kickstart you into doing it. And yes, get what guess guess what you may well get rejected. You know, they may yeah. shut the door on you. They may tell you where to go. But we all know, you know, we're, we're going to get rejected loads and loads of time in this business. So it's all about resilience, perseverance, you know, and I touched on um, a book I'm reading or I've just read, actually, Shoe Dog by um, Phil Knight and the Nike story. And that is a real story of persistence, resilience. And, you know, again, with all these top, 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 top business people, success leads clues. And I know Andy is desperate to jump in. Yeah, absolutely. I really liked um, the Sean Newman episode. The guy is always so full of energy and it's somebody that I do look up to uh, within the industry, definitely. Um, and when we released that episode, obviously there was some feedback. We released it into LinkedIn and Facebook and that like, and the feedback was about door knocking and it, it sparked a, a really good conversation. Um, and I think it's it's really clear because if you, um, you know, you, yes, you, we're going to get rejected. It's the, the nightclub syndrome, isn't it? When you were in your, your, your early 20s, yeah, you're going to get nine slaps in the face in a nightclub and you'll, you'll, you'll get that one lucky uh, hit and then it makes the, the night all worthwhile. Um, but when, when you talk about door knocking, and I think some of the threads that came out on Facebook when we released the episode um, were, uh, it was quite a divided opinion, wasn't it, guys, um, as to who agrees with door knocking? And who doesn't agree with door knocking? And I think you need to unpack that further because door knocking back in the 1990s was very aggressive and it was all geared up at trying to get the person's property on the market. And there was absolutely no consideration towards adding value, helping them. But I think the industry's changed, hasn't it? And and I, I think just to clarify, Luke, you'd, you'd like to uh, to jump in and, and, yeah. and explain well, the difference between door knocking then and door knocking now and, and what we're looking to do. Well, that that was it, and um, I get. I think this then comes back to what else Sean said, but also Chris Watkin, um, because anyone that knows Chris, he provides a lot of value, um, and I think you could imagine Chris is like the door knocker of estate agents, if you, if you did it that way. So he provides a lot of value on how you can attract more landlords, um, more more vendors, um, but without. So you're actually giving them value. So when it comes to the door knocking, what are you doing to help to help make their life better? How are you actually adding value into their life? And Sean talked about maybe how to prepare your house for viewing. Um, I know Stephen, you, you're always giving out tips about maybe how, how, even how to pack your boxes uh, more efficiently. Um, Michelle, Michelle Gallagher, JDG, she provides lots and lots of value out there for um for potential vendors out there but also vendors that aren't using them on how to get your listing to be the absolute best when it comes to displaying on the website so she provides those guides um and and she's doing those in order to provide value she's not doing them um and and saying can, can i come and value your house maybe in the long run yes someone may ask her to go out but she's doing it to provide a value and, and enrich the vendors' lives. And I think that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, what, what other examples can we come to, to maybe help our, um, our listeners with so that they could actually put these into practice? So we came back from um, San Francisco at the NAR, and I've just gone into, into my office, and I've got some books um, that some agents there have produced. So um, one is Get It Sold, Home Selling Secrets from a Top Agent. Um, insider Home Selling Secrets from a Top Agent. So again, this is if you're a private seller and you're selling, 
you know, some tips there to help you. Um, for buyers, um, a guide to finding your next home. Um, selling, selling more than your neighbors. Um, inside the secrets buyers don't want you to know. So, you know, there's, there's books out there um, that can help you. You know, just giving people tips. So in here, in, inside, um, you'll find an, overv an overview of a sales process. Um, number one secret to selling your home for more money. Common mistakes to avoid. Um, marketing techniques employed by top agents. Advice on how to appeal to today's buyers. Tips for upgrading with the greatest return on investment. A negotiation guide to get more money. So again, you know, there's just a few. So I hope those help. I think it's brilliant. I think, you know, the industry shifted, hasn't it, over the last 20 odd years. And, you know, we're media companies, we're marketing companies now. But I think that there was this, uh, going back to the door knocking in the 90s, it was this kind of aggressive take, take, take mentality. You know, you were knocking on somebody's door, you had a clear purpose, and it was to steal the instruction away from another agent. And I think that kind of people have got wise to it and, and we've moved on and there's so much access to information out there for the general public that we're now kind of facilitators and, 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 and mediators and if you're drip 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 give 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 I, I love when Michelle comes to our mastermind meetings from uh, JDG you know she gives so much content and, and information free away um, with you know this the Chris Watkin philo philosophy um, but you, you just have to see that the market appraisals that generates, you know, if, if anybody, you know, any of the industry um, uh, listeners here don't follow her, head over to the JDG page and you'll see some of the great content she puts out, I think, in association with Paul Long with the Facebook marketing. Um, and you'll see the success that she has. And, and I think more importantly, you'll see that with her posts that are very non-salesy, she gets tremendous engagement and tr tremendous interaction um, from the demographic around her office. And, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Ma massively. And again, it's, I think if you look at Chris and the whole digital mayor, and then he, and we look at people like Gary V um, and most people know Gary V. And again, he talks about that jab, 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 jab hook. So it's all about give, 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 give. And then someone may want to engage with you, but don't do it on the, don't give something on the basis that you expect something back. And that's, and that goes back to again, what Chris has been saying for a long time and Gary V has been saying for a long time and what you two are exceptional at. It's just all the videos you do in your community. Um, and you're being with faith. So when you actually, you know, if you are knocking on the door and you're giving that value, they actually know who you are before you're doing it um so straight away you've got that warm relationship whereas you know if you're just knocking it on the off chance well what do you want you know why yeah. are you here why are you knocking and it, and it makes it easier and, and that boils down to mike's advice doesn't it mike days be consistent yeah favorite c word yeah yeah and and I would strong. I know Andy, you're very good at and, and exceptional um, at getting in, involved in your community uh, and being the, the kind of digital mayor for for Fetford. And and I, I'd probably suggest, and I hope I'm sure you'll agree, it makes you a better person as well um, yeah. by actually knowing with what's going on, uh, getting involved in the community. Um, so you, you're more ingrained. Uh, I think you use the term rooted. 
um, or uh, our guest tomorrow certainly uses the term rooted in the community. There's a little clue there, isn't there? Deeply uh, yeah. rooted in the community that uh, I serve. Rooted in, but it does make you a massive, uh, it, it does make you a, a, be a better person to be involved in that community. And I'll give you a, an example, just on the off chance prior to Christmas, um, we one of the ex-head teachers that we interviewed at one of the local primary schools, she's now involved in a charity for children's holidays in Leicester. It's been going for, uh, I believe, since the 60s. Um, and their aim is to provide a holiday to children in Leicester that don't normally uh, have the benefit of going on holiday, something that a lot of us would take for granted. It costs in the region of £360-ish, £380-ish to send a child on holiday. Um, so we did our Love Clan and Park episode from there. Um, we managed to arrange Olaf to go down um, prior to Christmas to do photos and raise raise some money. I think we managed to raise close to sending one child on holiday. We're going Brilliant. to have donation stations in the offices now so that people can tap their credit card or debit card. And our aim now throughout the course of 2020 is to do one holiday per month. Um, uh throughout the company so by the end of the year we can say that we've been able to send 12 children from leicester that wouldn't normally get a holiday and we've broken that down we've we've got to get 10 people that come into our office to each office to donate just by tapping their card so out of 10 people that visit our office just by just by asking that question to help to help a local charity um and if we weren't doing this community work we wouldn't we wouldn't know about this and we won't be get getting involved and someone else is going to get the get the better benefit of something that we may take for granted out there i think that's it phenomenal is, it is phenomenal and if you break it down that's most probably you talk about 10 it's four pound per person so uh, three pounds so three pounds is the um uh so because people don't tend to carry money now they've now you've probably seen them around they've got like the tapping for contactless so you can set you can set the payment to whatever you want within reason but they've, they've obviously found that three pounds is probably the it's the price of a coffee isn't it so instead of your coffee donate three pounds to to the charity so um so that's 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 our aim so our, our aim is to do 12 holidays but there's other activities that you can get involved with whether or not it's your local street fair you've got things like valentine's you've got random act of kindness day coming up in february you've got um easter coming up so again i'm sure we'll be doing other ideas of, of what we can be doing uh, or what the industry can be doing to help in their local community but don't yeah, do it on easter the basis that you're going to get something back got my easter egg trial coming up again luke and uh, we we partner up with tesco's uh, a guy called andrew doherty my local uh, branch uh, manager here at the uh, 24-hour store and he's always very generous gives the uh, gives the easter eggs away for free and and we de we dedicate our time but uh, i mean other than our time and it is precious you're you're you know you've you've got um two young children i've got two young children steve you've got three boys obviously two of them are off at uni but the time um, the, the, the time isn't, uh, is an aspect we, we, we are giving up our time. Um, but for me, it, it, you mentioned Luke, uh, uh, about, you know, the, the feel good factor. And for me, I feel incredibly grateful and humbled that I'm in a position where the community, um, has accepted me and, and I'm able to help and I'm able to do things. And in a terms of a sense of my own mental health, and this is something that we've spoken about on Kickstart, it gives me a, a huge sense of purpose and I'm incredibly grateful. 
it lifts me to be able to know that I am making a difference in my community. Um, and from my point of view as a father, and I think this is the most important point with the community work, you know, we're not doing it for ourselves. We, we are doing it for the benefit of the community. But for me, it's about my daughters seeing that I am giving um, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving graciously because I think that unfortunately the way the world is gone, there are less givers and there are more takers. Um, and I want to be that role model, not only within my community, but within my own family as well. So for, for me, for my daughters to be able to watch me doing those random acts of kindness and me giving my time up within the community and doing the Easter egg trials and, you know, dressing as an elf or dressing up as the Grinch at Christmas, it shows them that we all have a duty to commit to and contribute to our communities to make our communities better. That's lovely. And it's good, and it's good fun though. That, that's that's the that's brilliant it. it's, fun. It's, it's it's good fun regardless regardless of regardless of what you're doing and uh, whether or not that's from a litter pick to dressing up as someone to doing a charity event like people throwing sponges at you, getting involved in your local school, uh, whether or not it's uh, uh, a local. They love charity. the sponge one, don't they, Luke? Yeah. Yeah, as, as an estate, a estate agent in the stocks. <laughs> I think we even pit the teachers, don't we, to, uh, to to that. And that seems to be more adults in the queue when it comes to uh, to throw the sponge at the estate agent. So. <laughs> About five years ago, we had a um, a, a fate on the on the, on the main green in the centre of Thetford, and there were five of us from different industries, and three of them didn't get a single soaking. And myself and one of the police officers that were there spent the whole time in the stocks. We were absolutely yeah. drenched at the end of it, but we raised a good amount of money. And like you say, it, it is great fun. Um, but for me, it's that sense of, of well-being. It's that sense of um, achievement. It's a sense of the, you know, contributing. Um, and, and as I said, being a great role, role model to, to my kids, definitely. But so, I, Stephen, you, you mentioned something um, uh, that you wanted to refer to Ian and what he said about fees. Yeah, yeah so that's my favourite episode, Stephen. Come on. <laughs> so, well, look, actually, actually, all the three points, um, or actually, four points that I've got um, down here um, that he said. So, if we go through them, you know, how do you leave your customer feeling um, throughout the whole journey? So, every touch point you have with your customer, are you feeling, you know, leaving them wowed? So, love that. Um, A players. Okay, so we know how challenging it is to get um, the right people in the right seats on your team. Um, and Ian was talking about you've got to have the best people um, and you've got to have the A players. Um, and, you know, and I accept that and finding that's hard. And, you know, one of our guests we've spoken to before, um, Spencer, Spencer Lawrence of Paramount, you know, he's got, a players in every single seat in his business and has record month after record month after record month. And there's no reason, and you know, and there's a reason why, because he's got the best people in all the best seats. But I've, I'll come back to the fees in a second one. The other one was having, you know, giving people the right training and making sure that they've got the right knowledge. But his big thing was on, you know, the fees and the people that are charging the 0.5s or 0.75s, they're not going to attract the best people. They're not going to be able to give them the best training and the best knowledge. And actually, it's only a matter of time before they go out of business. So, you know, look at your fees this year. 
you, I know, um, Andy, your fees, you know, your fees have gone up. Um, well, actually stay consistent, haven't they? You know, yeah. near enough for 2%. You know, you've discussed the other agents. Um, you were talking the about two of your um, big corporates, you know, maybe a number of years ago were getting the 2%. And they're lucky now if they're getting half that. Um, yeah. You know, whereas you're still cons- you stay consistent. Luke, I know your fees have actually gone, went up in 2019 which is yep. fantastic. I'm sure there's loads of um, agents in your area that are charging half of what you do um, yep. as well. So, you know, there's a reason why you two guys are extremely successful and there's a reason why your vendors are prepared to pay you that extra percentage, you know, and it comes down to, again, um, all the stuff that you constantly add value with, all the community work that you're doing, um, all the fantastic messages that you're sending out to help vendors maximize their biggest tax-free asset and landlord and landlords to um, maximize their investment. Um, and I think there will be a shrinkage of estate agents or more of a shrinkage of estate agents in 2020 because they're not going to be, they're not going to be able to afford and they're not going to be able to give the service levels that the customers deserve. And, um, you know, if you look, I think, um, mother care have closed all their stores, um, last week. So, you know, that's a business that's now gone. You've also got, um, Debenhams that I think closed, um, 19 branches last week. Um, so, you know, it is tough in retail full stop, you know, and you could argue we are in a retail business. So absolutely, we won't say that to countrywide. <laughs> Listen, I've always said in the absence of value, people will always buy on price and, and, and you have to differentiate. And there are people and, and, you know, I was so glad that Ian came on um, yesterday and mentioned this because if you add value, if you can demonstrate that the net result is more money in the client's pocket at the end of the transaction, if you can handhold them through the process and deliver exceptional at every touch point, clients will pay. This whole philosophy that I've got to be the cheapest to be the best. Look, I've got four agents, five, five agents, sorry, five other agents in my town, and they will all do between 0.75% and 1% if pushed. Sometimes you don't even have to push them because they're so desperate for the instruction, they'll take it. And, and that's their opening gambit. Yes, don't use Chilton's, I'll do it at 1%. For me, absolutely ridiculous and and to be honest with you i think the other thing that's coupled with the fees is that you've got to know when to walk away a listing is a liability until it's sold one of my favorite guests from last year john mcgrath a listing is a liability until it's sold and so what you've got to do as a valuer as an office manager as a sales team when you're assessing your morning meeting when you're going through the your daily rituals when you're looking at what your your your, your plan is for the day and you're assessing those valuations is you've got to empower your valuers and i urge every single business owner manager here now listening to this podcast you have got to empower your valuers you've got to stop telling them that they've got to get 10 instructions a week and you've got to start focusing them on getting seven quality instructions at the right fee as opposed to 10 instructions because properties in the window are vanity profit um, is sanity you've got to get the exchange of contracts so if you're listening to this and you're, you're a business owner you're a you're a valuer or you're a, C, a branch manager empower your valuer tell him it's okay to walk away 
you don't want the shitty instruction at 1% that's 30 grand overpriced. Empower them. Um, so that was great. And, and the other thing, uh, just to, to finish off my, my favorite kickstarts was Kevin Ellis. Um, he really opened my eyes. Now, I'm always impressed when I speak with Kevin Ellis um, in terms of you know, his, his land and new homes knowledge. But to realize that I had a, you know, well over 100 new build opportunities in a 10 mile radius of my office, I was blown away by that. If you'd have asked me, I thought it was 30 or 40. And so that's really opened my eyes. And my plan for next week is I'm going to visit every single one of those new home sites and I'm going to start getting involved. I'm going to start dropping in a bottle of wine on a regular basis and asking for those referrals. Stephen. Right. And just so I want to piggyback on what you said, it's consistency. So, you know, it's you, you know, you said you're regularly going to do it. Luke's talked about today, scheduling it in your diary and make sure it's being done. So, you know, that's great. You know, I was going to bring that up as well. You know, go on to right move, see how many new build sites you've got in your area. Um, see how many of them are actually agent three. Um, Cause there's going to be quite a few of them that are agent three. Um, you know, you've definitely got the, um, Kevin was talking about the help to sell and repart exchange. You know, that's a massive opportunity there as well to get involved, but it ain't going to happen if you don't get off your backside. And as Sean said, go and introduce yourself to, to, you know, I know he's talking to sellers, but they're sellers as well, the new build people and they need to sell, um, Absolutely. you know, and Absolutely. if they've got loads of unsold properties in this on their books and also stuff that's on with other agents that have been unsold as well they want to shift them they don't want to be left with unsold property so again you know i thought that was an exceptional tip as well so we've had some brilliant guests so far hopefully we have we have negotiations and, uh, with a few more tomorrow is no, is no exception um tomorrow's guest uh, ladies and gentlemen is uh matt nickel um of nickel and co um based down in uh, Worcester, Droitwich, um, phenomenal agent who has an exceptional business and uh, an, another industry great that I look up to. So I'm really looking forward to tomorrow when uh, we'll be speaking to uh, Matt Nichol on, uh, on Sophia's birthday as well. So I must, uh, must remember to give her a little mention. She listens to the podcast in the morning with me on the way to school. Oh, well, yeah, thank, thank you, you again. Much. Wish Sophia... I know we speak tomorrow. I wish the fear a happy birthday. I'm sure you get loads of sleep tonight, not um, <laughs> with, with excitement. Um, but just want to thank everybody again for all their support. Um, please share it with people. Um, if you know any other agents that could benefit it um, from listening to it, please tag them in as well. Um, take a photo of it, post it on Instagram, share it on Facebook. Um, there's a little bit of competition now. Um, going out there not that we're competitive so um, please, <laughs> anything you can do to help us that'd be absolutely fantastic and the are... other thing we should mention Stephen is if you'd like to come on the show um, I think there's a lot of agents out there that have got some great pearls of wisdom that could uh, you know our, our listeners could really benefit from um, but they I don't know whether you're, you're fearful of coming on or reaching out to us don't be um, we'd love to hear from you um, so yeah get in touch eapodcast.co.uk. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Have a good Thank day. You.